Welcome to Kidding Around, a kid health podcast for everyone. Parents, grandmas, teachers, anyone who touches the life of a child. I'm your host, Dr. Candace, a board-certified pediatrician and a mom of two. I sit down with expert guests to answer your questions about all things baby, child, and teen. So if you're wondering, why does she do that? Or how can I get rid of this rash? I got you. Hello, welcome to Kidding Around. I'm Dr. Candace, and thank you so much for listening. Today, we are talking sports, sports, sports about the young athlete. And my guest is going to give you five ways to keep your young athlete healthy and injury-free. My guest is Dr. Sid Sharice Williams. She is a sports medicine physician, the owner of Athletics Sports Medicine and Wellness. She has high level of expertise in this field. Four years in a row, she was the world championship team doctor for USA track and field. She's a highly regarded speaker in this area of sports medicine, and she has offered her expertise to various media outlets. Woo! Uh, what we call a boss mom, a boss doctor, all of these things. Anyway, so let's get started. Thank you okay. so much for coming to Kid Around with me Thank today, you for having Dr. Me. Williams. This is my passion, so. I love it, love it. So let, I'm going to ask you about what are some of the most common injuries and most common causes of injuries in the young athlete? I just want to start off by saying that, and I don't think that our audience is aware of this, that every 25 seconds, an athlete goes to the emergency room with an injury. Mm. And if you think about it, it's just become a matter of fact, oh, sports, injuries, right. it's just going it. to happen and we accept it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would like to say that sports injuries can be prevented. That's right. And when I have an athlete, I like when I, I do my own rehabilitation as well. Right. And when I have an athlete, I want at the end of their rehabilitation to say that they are healthier, better, faster, stronger, mm-hmm. and more injury resistant. So there are things that you can do to prevent injury. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Absolutely. Yeah. For, and when people say accident, I say it could have been prevented. This is exactly. the way we really need to be thinking about this. Exactly. Exactly. For instance, I, I just moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. So... In Florida, obviously it's warm. And so Floridian athletes have a lot more injuries because they play their sport all year round. So for instance, if you look at baseball pitchers, there is an injury of the ulnar collateral ligament, which is the ligament on the inside of the elbow. Mm -hmm. And so there is a procedure called a Tommy John procedure for surgery if you injure that ligament. Mm -hmm. Do you know that 50% of those injuries are between the ages of 15 and 19? And the rate yeah. of injury just keeps going up right. by 9% every year. And that, that athlete, young athlete, has to have a surgery. Exactly. And I exactly. that can be prevented. We Absolutely. When how. half of the surgeries are in yeah. children, yeah. that's an issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And we're going to help you guys figure out how to prevent that. Yes. But that's, that's, that's too much. That rate is too high. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So what are some of the more, some other common injuries and causes? Well, I would say the top four injuries in sports involve the knee. The first mm-hmm. one is the knee patellofemoral, which mm-hmm. is just the kneecaps not aligning properly. Okay. The second one is probably elbow or no shoulder, probably mm-hmm. shoulder injuries. Elbow injuries are probably third okay. All right. as the top causes. And then hamstrings, probably the fourth 
injury that occurs. And then each sport's going to have its own injury source. You know, basketball, they're going to have more ankle sprains and things like that. Right. Particular to the, the sport that they're playing. And and when I when an athlete gets injured, I injured my knee. What are you seeing as some of the cause? What do you hear? I was doing this and this happened. Is it more an accident or was it, you know, technique? Was it mechanic? You know, what's going on usually? Just kind of let parents know this is the hot thing that's causing these problems. Absolutely, it's usually uh, overuse. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the same repetitive thing over and over, okay. which is related to my biomechanics, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Because if my biokinetic, my biomechanics uh, are poor, then I'm overstressing one muscle or another muscle, and then you get the ligaments that get become injured, mm-hmm. or ankle sprains, or muscle strains. Things you know, like there are also bumps and bruises that go right. along with the sport, depending on the sport and mm-hmm. the trauma involved at the sport. Mm-hmm. But a majority of the injuries can happen with collision, but a majority often happen to the athlete because of their patterns and their lack thereof, preseason conditioning Mm -hmm. and other things. Things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Okay. So let's start off with your tips. All right. My top five. Okay. So I would say that I want to start with proper nutrition as number one, because we have to think about why we eat. We eat so that we feed our mitochondria that make energy for us. And so, yes. (laughs) So the powerhouse, the power, the powerhouse, powerhouse of, the of the cell makes our energy. So that's why yeah. we eat. So proper nutrition is important so that our bodies can function well mm-hmm. and our brain controls everything. Right. right. So we have to look at the basics, the thing behind the thing behind the thing. So first and foremost, I'm going to be a little bit more specific. Vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D is muscle, ligament, tendon, healing mm-hmm. and growth. Right. And so if I am a child growing and I'm playing a sport, every time I play my sport, I am tearing up my muscles. I get little micro tears on my muscles. Mm -hmm. I also get little stress fractures, tiny little stresses to the bone. Mm -hmm. But I work hard one day. The next day it's easy. My body heals that. And then I go on. If I am applying so much stress, my body can't keep up to heal. Then I sustain an injury. And so the, the one of my favorite quotes is that. Osteoporosis is a pediatric disease with geriatric consequences. Wow. Say that again. (laughs) Osteoporosis is a pediatric disease with geriatric consequences because vitamin D is needed for good bone strength. Mm -hmm. And 90% of an athlete, any child's bones are really, by the the time they're 17, it's 90% set. Yeah. So right. that nutrition is very important. That's right. That's very right. important. And, and I, I talk about that all the time in the clinic. I have so many obese uh, African-American children who have are vitamin D deficient. Absolutely. And there's so many factors that go into that. But I really try to get to understand we have to replete this because that's going to make all the difference. And so many you know, bones, all of those Absolutely. things, and also weight loss even. It's linked controls to so blood sugar, things, controls everything. blood sugar. So vitamin D, important. Exactly. So then that yeah. leads me to sugar consumption, mm-hmm. right? So we know sugar is toxic right. and it's harmful to the tissues. And so if I'm an athlete, I want my tissues well-nourished. Mm-hmm. And so we know with diabetes, there's lots of type to diabetes, right. one out of 10 now. In the 80s, there weren't any. So we know that exposing the tissue to the diabetes, you know that diabetics lose their legs. So, but as an athlete, they don't think that far in advance, but I want my body to function well. So we have to cut the sugar so that our tissue works well. But the other part of that is that 
when I eat a lot of sugar, it also consumes a lot of my magnesium and my bones and my muscles need magnesium to control calcium. Mm -hmm. And so if I want to really amplify what I'm doing, I really have to give my body what it needs. We don't tell our brain what to do. It knows what to do. We just have to get out of the way and give it what it needs so that it can function. Nutrition is so important. I'm glad that was one of your first tip. Yes, the sugar. And um, do you know that the average American is eating, you know this, but the audience, <laughs> uh, the average Americans eat 152 pounds of sugar a year mm-hmm. and then 146 yeah. pounds of flour, which of course in the body turns it's to sugar. sugar. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's White an issue rice. and all they're all so used things. to yeah. Yeah. eating all the sugar. And so that's important. We're sugar addicts. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the other one that I want to bring up is vitamin B okay. because we want to eat foods rich in B because we need vitamins B to put oxygen on red blood cells. Right. So to put iron on red blood cells to carry oxygen. Mm-hmm. So our tissue is no good without oxygen. Mm-hmm. Right. We need that That's blood right. flow. Yes. And then my, um, well, I have two more um, fish oil. Okay. which we know that children are a little picky yeah. when it comes to yeah. eating. Fish, yes. Especially. And especially salmon. Yeah. But that fish oil is something that our bodies can't make. So we have to take it in. And what it does is it helps our nerves to work better and our brains to work better, mm-hmm. but it also can prevent concussion. Oh, wow. So there are studies out there that show that. So if I'm an athlete, I want to just so make omega-3s. sure that I protect my right. brain yeah. and take the omega-3s, yes. which is is really, right. really important. And it helps my brain work better. So, and you know, they don't, they have liquids, you don't have to swallow the big pills. So those are my top ones to to think about as well, as well as uh, healthy fats, avocados, Mm -hmm. coconut oil, olive oil, limit your fried foods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Limit the fried foods, nuts, raw, you know, raw and sprouted nuts. Real whole foods. Exactly. And the nuts have lots of magnesium in them. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Two for one, right? Exactly. So do you reckon people hear this and then they go to the health food store and they just start buying vitamin D and fish oils and magnesium and all these different supplements. My message is, and I don't know how you feel about this. My message is you can get it in the foods you eat. Okay. Now, is there a supplement that you recommend that, you know, one thing, I just don't like to see people taking all these things and they Without. end up doubling up and didn't read it and find out it's in that too. And it's in that too. And some vitamins right. can you can toxic. get too much. Absolutely. So you need to make sure, you know, what you're taking, not overdo it, maybe get one nice multivitamin with everything in it and really, really, really concentrate on getting those sources in the foods that you eat. It, exactly. Absolutely. And, and with the, our food, you know, we have a lot of processed food. Right. We have a lot of fast food. Um, the organic foods are going to give you more of that That's nutrition right. that you need. So a- absolutely, you want to look at those sources. And a lot of supplements and things, it's probably a talk for another, another entire day. episode. I but agree. a lot of the supplements and things are not not real regulated. and they're right. right. And they're so there are some, you know what's in exactly. It. So I have a couple of companies that I do okay. recommend that have, that we know what's in there is mm-hmm. actually in the bottle, uh, what's on the label and what's on the labels so in the bottle. Yes. Incredible exactly. Yeah. There are some supplements. that are physician only so that you know that they're. Okay. Yes. That's a good, we have to do that one. Yes. All right. So the next tip. Okay. So the next tip is that pre-participation physical that everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. The PPE. Exactly. Sports physical, you guys. That's what you call it. Exactly. <laughs> sports physical. So I'm going to take it a little bit deeper than the sports physical. That sports physical is going to make sure that my heart's Mm-hmm. that my heart is fine and that my body is ready to work out. Right. And there's a musculoskeletal exam where we look at the muscles and how strong your muscles are. But 
for my athletes, I take it to the next level. How is my muscle strength in relationship to what I am required to do in my sport? Okay. So every sport has different mm -hmm. aspects that are needed. So I always recommend that if you are in high school, you have a trainer say, right. hey, look at me, tell me what I need to strengthen. Do I need to strengthen my quads, my glutes, my hamstring? Right. And let me know what I need to work on for my sport. If I'm, a, it's an overhead sport. How is my shoulder blade? Is my shoulder blade stable? Okay. So that's huge right. for your sport. And you can only do or perform a particular task by what your muscles let you do. Mm -hmm. Someone may say, "Oh, they look really awkward when they do that, or they don't look good, or they're not doing it correctly," mm -hmm. and that's because they have a weak muscle somewhere that's right. not allowing them to right. do that. Right. And so. The biomechanics are important. Okay. So I would like everyone listening to please stand up mm -hmm. and I would like you to try to move your knee without moving your hip or your ankle. Oh, wow. I don't know if I could do that. Right. Exactly. So it's not a trick question yeah. if yeah. you can't do it. Right. And right. so the knee is at the mercy of the hip and the ankle. Mm -hmm. So that tells you biomechanically, if I have a knee problem, it's likely that I have a, a hip and an ankle okay. problem. Everything and so else. I have mm -hmm. to look at everything as mm -hmm. I'm going along. Absolutely. Right. And that with that strength and biomechanics, we want good core strength. Mm -hmm. uh, with that as well, we want to cross train mm -hmm. because that gives me more versatility in what I'm doing. If my brain is used to only doing one particular motion, right. then that if I'm made or forced to go a different direction, mm -hmm. I might get hurt. Mm -hmm. So when you cross train and play two different sports, you're yeah. learning muscle memory yeah. and your brain can be more versatile I in the activities and what you're doing. When I have athletes that I just want to do this, I just want to do football, I just want, I tell parents they either need a break but they do need to cross train. They need to do something else. They're Absolutely. too young at this age to commit to just, you know, I know we have some people that may be competitive gymnasts or tennis and you may, but you still need to get out and do something else. I agree with Absolutely. That. Yeah. With their training. Yeah. Yes. Burnout and injury. Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing that is contained in the pre-participation physical is your vision. Mm -hmm. And so, but I am not talking just straight visual acuity, right. which is important. And right. in fact, baseball has one of the best visual acuities of any sport. But it's also where does my brain know where I am in space? Okay, so we're still on number two and it's part of the participation sports participation examination is your vision and everyone's used to visual acuity 2020 2010 but there's another part of your vision where your brain determines where you are in space. So 75% right. of the input to your brain is through your eyes. Mm -hmm. And so I would like everyone to stand up for me that's listening. And I want you to stand on one leg. And when you get your balance, I want you to close your eyes. Mm. And what happened? You fell over. You fell over because your brain uses visual input to tell where you are in space. Right. And so a part of the brain also needs to know where your nose is, where your eyes are. When you are looking straight ahead, your brain knows how much to the right and to the left that you should be able to see while you're looking straight ahead. And so those are some of the specialty uh, things that we test as sports medicine physicians because when you are, for instance, swinging a bat, you only have 200 milliseconds from the time that ball leaves the pitcher's hands till you have to swing and hit it. Hmm. And so if you swing too early or you swing too late, Right. then you have a vision problem. Or if you say, you know, I play football and I don't like catching the ball from the right or the left, 
we know you have something right. else going on with your vision. So we look into detail with that aspect of the vision right. as well. So I guess we should go on to number three. Yeah. Okay. So one one second on the PPE or sports physical, it's a clearance. And those are some wonderful elements within it that we need to think about it in a different way. Exactly. That's really to go important. more into depth. More, more in into depth, depth there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some athletes don't even get a PPE. Yes. that makes It's sense. not mandatory in certain places, places or for certain sports or certain level of athletics, like or our the peewee, you know, local community, uh, they're not requiring it. And you just explain how important it is for the safety and for preventing injury. Absolutely. So it's just like the equipment. You have to have the right equipment. Right. You need to know what your body is ready to do. That's right. So parents, even if it's not required for the sport that your child is playing, you definitely should still tell the pediatrician or the physician that seeing your child, you can do it with your annual well visit, that he is playing sports. These are the Absolutely. sports he's playing. And shouldn't we get a clearance? Because clearances allow the physician to say that your child is safe to play. And there are other elements that we're looking at. Actually, I have a, a Dr. Wallace, who is a pediatric cardiologist. We did we talked about the PPE or the sports physical from a cardiac clearance standpoint. Absolutely. And that's an episode on kidding around. So the doctor's looking at multiple levels. We were talking about the sports level, your body mechanics, your vision, your muscles, all these things that you're miss. Dr. Williams is mentioning, but there's other things too. So getting a PPE is so important. Do not let your child play sports without having the doctor to clear them. Absolutely. That's the message there. Absolutely. So we can go more into depth about that, but we'll move on to number number three. And number three is you want to have or get a good warm up, Mm -hmm. have a good warm up and cool down. Okay. So both of those are very important because we want to start our activity with our muscles warm and ready to go so that they can contract maximally to give me the best force and the best performance. Right. So warm-ups can be dynamic or and static stretches. So dynamically, it's doing things such as A-skip and Mm B-skip and those types of things that you normally see, uh, side shuffles, karaoke, things like that. Statically is... Just bending over to stretch your hamstring. Right. And so in my world, there's a little bit of a controversy as to whether you should stretch or not. Mm. I like to say that flexibility is the gift of elite athleticism. Wow. So a lot of your athletes are very flexible. Mm. And so some of them are overstretching because they're already flexible. Their joint is already their joints are already lax. very yeah, lax, yeah. and so mm-hmm. I'm going to stretch and make them more lax, and thus I become more unstable. Mm. And so a lot of people like to judge whether they are flexible or not by their hamstrings. Oh, my hamstrings are tight. I'm not flexible. But that's not true because okay. if I'm like the tube man out in front of the car dealership and I'm flopping in the breeze, <laughs> right, and the wind is blowing. Get that visual. Uh, yes. Often that is what some of your elite athletes uh-huh. are like because they're so flexible. So the brain says somebody has to have some stability. So your brain may use your hamstring to Tighten. stabilize you, oh, right? Wow. And so if I if I stretch out my compensation, mm-hmm. so what I need to do is see what else is going on. And that's what I do. I look at what is, was there, if, if there's a problem, why is the body compensating this way? Right. Right. Figure out what the problem is and mm-hmm. then 
you go from there. Mm-hmm. So, so stretch I, or not stretch. stretch. In that or, I, it's very yeah. individual. Okay. It's very individual. The okay. dynamic things are great for the warm up. The static stretching, you have to be very careful. The stretches okay. that I do are very specific and they're in the proper form and you're stretching more than one muscle okay. at a time, but it is individual. So that's the tougher part okay. by each person individually, what their bodies need. But definitely a dynamic, some sort of getting right. me warm. Drills, up. karaoke, yeah, yeah. Yeah, side shuffle, all okay. of those types of things. And then just know why, why is your hamstring tight all the time? Because what you'll notice is someone will say, I always have to stretch my hamstring. Well, if that were the problem, why is it still tight? Yeah. If you, oh. you stretch it every day, but it's Think a little still deeper. tight, right? Yeah. So go a little bit deeper. And what's yeah. the thing behind the thing behind the thing, I so like to speak. It. The second part of this is the cool down. Mm-hmm. So after I work out, I'm, I'm producing a lot of waste in my muscle. Yes. And so my body needs to get rid of that. So you have to make sure that you do a good cool down. You're running to get that blood flow through your muscle, to get the waste products out. We talked okay. earlier about your mitochondria, you know, the powerhouse yes. of the cell making energy. There's waste that comes along with that, and that's that sore muscle after a workout. Right. So you want to make sure that you do a proper cool down, some jogging, and things like that, just to get that muscle okay. relaxed so it's not as tight. So don't just stop and go home. Exactly. I'm done. In the car. Drink, you know. Exactly. You need to, to cool, cool down. down. Okay. Coaches now, know what they're talking about with that. would you stretch then? Yes, you can. Okay. If in if you are tight after that workout, mm-hmm. the, you can do, again, your dynamic okay. drills and stretching, stretching, depending on what your physician or trainer has said, this is an area for you to work on. All right. You guys got that? <laughs> All right. So we could go into more details on that, but we have to keep going. So um, the fourth one is very controversial okay. because it's about shoes. Okay. And you have to have the proper footwear oh, for your foot type. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own style, mm-hmm. color, type of shoe that they like to wear. Mm-hmm. Doesn't oh. mean it fits you right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Just because you like blue shoes and a particular style, you really have to look more and focus more on what type of foot do I have and what's going to be better for me biomechanically. So, for instance, if you pronate, which means that your foot and ankle roll in when you stand and you have more of a flat foot... When you pronate, that means that, remember we said, the knee is at the mercy of the hip and the ankle. So if my foot is rolling in, now my knee is not in the right position and my hip is not in the right position. I can still run and jump and do things, but I'm going to overload my tendons and ligaments and I'm going to end up with an injury. And over time, if I keep wear and tear, then when I am elderly, I will get a knee replacement. I will have a hip replacement. And so biomechanically, Mm -hmm. what I do today affects my health in the future as well. So exactly. (laughs) So you need the right proper shoe for your shoe type. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some athletes need uh, an orthotic. Unfortunately, there are places that don't make or there are places that make orthotics better than other places. But About a third of athletes could really, really, really need an orthotic. Another third could really benefit from one. And then another third of athletes don't need it. it. But if I am severely pronated, sometimes I need that orthotic to help me line up properly and the proper shoe to help me out with that as well. Oh, wow. And so where would an athlete go (laughs) to get this, this assessment of their foot and to get the proper, you know, how does that work out? Sports medicine physicians. Okay. So okay. Um, I do that mm-hmm. assessment as okay. a sports medicine physician. Some do not. So you might go mm-hmm. to a podiatrist. Okay. So um, podiatry, your sports medicine, medicine physician. And some, and some, there are orthopedic podiatrists as well. Okay. And some 
uh, orthopedists look at biomechanics. Mm -hmm. So I look at the biomechanics of how you walk, how you run. I also look at your biomechanics of your sport. If you play tennis or you play golf or football, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at all those things we talked about biomechanically with muscle strength to see what's appropriate. So you recommend this being done? Because I'm just thinking about all the athletes. I mean, I don't even recommend this. Um, But now I know all the athletes that don't see a sports medicine physician unless there's a problem. And they just buy whatever shoe that says this is for basketball, this is for tennis, this is for whatever. Um, And like you said, whatever they like, the way it looks. So, I mean, I'm trying to see what how we should advise parents to is this something that they should be considering doing? Absolutely. Okay. Because it's, that is their force. Okay. Right? So if my ankle is not lined up properly, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose a little bit of my force. And I right. may be a very talented athlete, but think about it. If my biomechanics are correct, mm-hmm. I could be even better. Right. Absolutely. Right? So, right. and that's the problem is that you are at the top of your game. So you think everything's fine. Right. But just because I don't have pain doesn't mean I'm not injured. Right. When you have right. a hamstring injury, that injury has been developing for months and sometimes years with your body compensating and then it's the straw that breaks the camel's back type of situation so prevention is always the best therapy absolutely and for the younger athletes and the parents are not investing they're not at a more competitive level yet what should they be looking for i mean just just something practical they're not going to take their kid to a sports medicine physician you're 10 and you're playing tennis how how should they pick the right shoe? Is there any tips there? Are there? A lot, there are mm-hmm. some stores okay. that are very good at, they've trained their staff mm-hmm. to at least start with you pronate, you're supinated, okay. Okay. and they can start with So knowing if you pronate or supinate, okay. Exactly. And, and they can look and see, okay, this would be a better shoe for okay. you. We, in sports medicine, we use the height, weight, flexibility, and the foot position to Mm -hmm. determine Mm -hmm. what you need, but at least someone can look and say, hey, this is a more stable shoe for you. Right. And it's going to enhance. Right. I'm thinking of one store and I'm not trying to promote any store, but around here, is it Fleet Feet or Fleet Fleet? Fleet. Fleet, Mm -hmm. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And I know they'll do a walk analysis and and see that. Exactly. So maybe look into that. Exactly. That would be, if you're not going to see a physician, that would be the next best place to at least have one someone start. Look That's a to good see start because point. as you're growing too, biomechanics right. change as you grow. Absolutely, yeah. and they will be able to uh, probably have orthotics as well. Uh, they have over the counter ones. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes athletes will require because they have two different feet, two different knees, yeah, two different absolutely. alignments that you need a custom. But mm-hmm. they do have over the counter ones mm-hmm. that you can get from Fleet Feet, right, and other stores. And the athlete with flat feet. That the athlete with they flat definitely feet, need something. Uh, they usually pronate okay. as well. And okay. actually, if you correct their foot into a neutral or normal alignment, they actually have an arch. Have a little arch. Okay. Yes. When you or get rid of that arch. pronation, mm-hmm. when you get rid of that pronation, and you say, "Oh," and you put them in the right position, they mm-hmm. actually have an arch. Okay. Pronation is when your foot turns inward. Inward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Supination is when, when your foot, foot turns outward. outward. Okay. And most of the supination that occurs where you're kind of rolling on the outside of your foot mm-hmm. is because I'm compensating because my knee or hip or something hurts when I go, go the, the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So the supination is usually a more compensatory. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you can also see that in the wear on your shoes sometimes. Absolutely. Maybe? Okay. Absolutely. You okay. can. And okay. yes, the material that they're making shoes out of these mm-hmm. days don't wear as much as they used to. But yes, you can see that can type kind of, of pattern. Right. Yes. Now I have something that's really going to upset Uh-oh. some of the athletes. 
tie your shoes. Uh, okay. I'm going to say that again. Please tie your shoes because we talked about the brain controls everything. Mm -hmm. And so your brain is getting input as to where you are in space in relationship to the ground through your feet. Right. So if you're wearing a shoe that is not tied, your foot is not getting good sensory input of your arch. Mm -hmm. Your toes are gripping because your foot's sliding around and it's right. trying to stabilize you. And so biomechanically, your brain is going to change how your muscles fire and how your joints work. And so now I've just made a bad pattern. Yeah. My brain has made a bad pattern. My brain has so much to do that it, it it's on autopilot often for things that we do, but it doesn't mean that that pattern is the correct pattern. Right. It right. might be a pattern that leads me to an injury. Right. So... Tie your shoes. That's right. I know and, it's and not you, cool right now, but not so tight where you know I'm cutting off my circulation, but snug because you snug, don't want right. to be you moving around. Up, you cinch up okay. from the bottom, okay, and you really want your you really want to have that full nerve uh, right. sensation and stability. Feel that that for the brain. That hug. Feel exactly. That hug. exactly. Because I definitely see most. Oh my goodness, most young people nowadays they really do a really loose. I mean, you're pretty lame if your shoes are tied, tied. up tight. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not a cool move. Absolutely. But when it's time to play, right. get and, the hug, And right? if, you're, if you're very serious about your sport and you want to maximize your performance, you your brain, it forms the pattern and it determines what you do. So if you want to make your biomechanics right. better, then you'll yeah. pay attention to that when you're not playing because right. you are walking around... Yeah. Longer than you are playing okay. most of the time. So you need to make good habits. Those for subtle things are so important, right? Yes. And yes. our last tip. Our last tip is let's make sure that we are really finding these injuries early. Mm -hmm. That we're paying attention. Early detection. Early detection. Yeah. Find, Figure out what's going on. If your child has uh, back pain. Mm -hmm. No child, no, no adult, much less a child, should have back pain. Mm -hmm. So that's a sign something's going something's on. Something's If that. my, if your child's knee is swollen, absolutely, they're limping. Mm -hmm. Their knee is giving away. Right. Their shoulder, they can't, they can't throw because their shoulder hurts. They right. can't play tennis. Point tenderness. Is, yeah, that's one exactly. Of they're sore and they're mm -hmm. they're crying. And uh, after practice, they have to take ibuprofen. They have to take Tylenol. That's a sign that something's going on. Remember, they have a growing skeleton, mm -hmm. right? We're growing, we're maturing. We talked about how we needed all that nutrition so that our body can continue to grow and function. And at this age, actually, the growth plates are actually weaker than the ligaments and tendons. Mm -hmm. So with some serious injuries, you actually can damage the growth plate, right. which can affect right. growth of that bone. Mm -hmm. and or injure you don't want a permanent injury and you right. don't want some type of a deformity that's right to occur so it's really important that we look and make sure that we don't tell the kids just be tough when yes, they're limping and they're having pain changing that mentality of of suck it up, you know absolutely you all right get back out there and you know we see that modeled all the time i remember for the super bowl I was telling my husband, I wonder if Gronk's going to play. Because two weeks prior or less than two weeks prior for the, I'm getting it all wrong, the championship, he had a concussion. And it was a big thing. Is he going to play? Is he going to play? Is he going to play? And it hadn't been two weeks, I swear. It hadn't been. I mean, he didn't even have the recommended rest time for his brain, and he played. 
And so we're sending that message and I know they get millions and millions of dollars and that's what trickles down to our kids. I, I'm so important to the team. I've got to play. I know I'm hurt. I'm going to push through. I can do it. But if I don't play, I'm, I'm not the, right, I'm not right, the starting spot. Right, I'm right. Not All the these start. pressures. We have to change that mentality and think about the health of the athletes, especially young athletes, because you got your whole life of playing this Absolutely. sport. Why do I want to lose it all today, potentially, when I could get a college scholarship, I could play at a professional level? Definitely don't allow your children to risk it all at that level, at, at such a young age. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and look at look at your professional athletes. Mm-hmm. Look at Think of your favorite team, how many or actually how much money is sitting on the DL, mm-hmm. on the disabled mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. So we really have to, and they have doctors and trainers right. and money. Right. Right. But we still have all these injuries. Right. And so we have to rethink um, how we think about sports injuries right. and rehabilitation and more about prevention right. rather than just waiting for the injury to occur and then trying to address it at that Being time. Being reactionary. Yes, prevention is it. the best treatment. That's right. That's right. Yeah, That's best right. treatment. And if you see any of those things that you mentioned, I mean, as a parent, learn what to do in those acute, immediate stages of Absolutely. that child telling you there's an injury. You know, I like to say simply as a general pediatrician, rice, 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 you know, rest <laughs> it, ice it, maybe compress it, elevate it, take some ibuprofen, get to the doctor, you know? Absolutely. So just, I have so many people come in. What have you done? What have you, what did you do? Nothing. I'm like, oh no, it's been three days. Exactly. You know, <laughs> why did you, did you not did do you anything? Stop? Did you stop playing? Did, yeah, that's a big one. Rest, you know, stop playing on it. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those were great. Did you did we finish up? Are we well, done? there's Are a we well done? I'll keep going. There, well, I we've there is so much more yeah, that I could say I and uh there's so much more information but that to go more in depth, mm-hmm. but I mean that's a good overview yeah, of where to start. Yes. And I think that um, that's that's the if you don't remember, if you don't forget or remember, sorry, anything, yeah. if you, just if you don't remember anything, but just remember sports injuries can be prevented, prevented. and prevention is the best yeah. treatment. And I wish that I could get athletes to come in yes. while they're right. quote unquote healthy, healthy, right? Because I, I see, I see yeah. the poor mechanics and what's happening. And I always like to have Patients just think about Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. He plays mm. golf and he has had a numerous back and knee mm-hmm. surgeries and he's not being tackled. Right. And there so if I am, if I'm having lots of injuries in my sport, I look good when I am doing that sport. Right. But perhaps what, how are my mechanics? What, right. what muscles am I, am I using to perform this task right. that is destroying my joints? You must see and something. So, you must see some. I, I some, when I watch when I watch athletes some kinks in his oh, and, uh, When I watch athletes, that's a little tiny little shake. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No, I'm just. I'm saying just joking. That. You know well, what I'm saying? You must I, see something. Well, I, I, you can think. Okay, biomechanically, yeah, this yeah. is a problem. We don't have enough rotation here. Right. We need some more power right. and strength here. Yeah. And he did come out and say that he his glutes were He's weak. Working on and that the go. glutes were weak. So that's exactly what my thought process right. was. But you can. You know that something's awry that, and someone who's so talented, but they're injured. Mm-hmm. And if you just corrected everything, yeah. biomechanically they look good, but what muscles are they using to do that? And yeah. if you correct that, I always tell my athletes, look how good you are. How much better could you be? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. If you were doing everything, if your brain was using all the muscles correctly, mm-hmm. the sky's yeah. the limit. 
Ah, amazing. (laughs) So our five tips to keep your young athlete healthy and injury-free. Nutrition. Nutrition. Proper nutrition so that your body can function and make energy and that can heal and grow. And the second one is that sports pre-participation examination with the musculoskeletal exam, biomechanics for your sport. What are are my muscle weaknesses that are going to affect me? And my sport, looking at your vision as well, because Mm -hmm. that's part of that physical examination. Also within that second one is also looking at the vision with that is also cross-training. Yes. We talked about cross-training and making sure you have good core strength. Right. And then our third one is uh, the cool down and the warm-up. And the warm-up. And making sure that you do both of those. That's right. And then our fourth one is tie your shoes. That's right. Have proper footwear for your foot type. And then lastly, we want to make sure that we really get those injuries checked out early. Right. We don't want to wait too late when we have torn a cartilage. Right. Or Mm -hmm. you can prevent ACL tears. You can prevent a lot of the problems, the shoulder injuries, you can prevent a lot of that. But once it occurs, you want to, you want to hit it quickly. You want to just wait for it to go away. Just get it, get it taken care of right away. So we don't destroy joints. And one more thing I want to throw in that's Florida specific or, you know, hot area specific is heat illness. Yes. And you know what, that, thank you for saying that because I forgot hydration is part of my hydration. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. So hydration, this is my Ah, this is something that's really important to me. And um, hydration is very important because when you're out in the heat and humidity, you we're in Florida. Right. When you're out in the heat and humidity, you can lose one to two liters of fluid an hour. Amazing. In the heat and humidity. Yeah. Wow. And a liter of fluid is 2.2 pounds. Wow. So I tell my athletes, weigh yourself before and after mm-hmm. your sports, whether it's a practice hmm. or a game, mm-hmm. how much do you lose? Yeah. So if you've lost three pounds... That's more than a liter of fluid. And then yeah. you say, I drank 16 ounces or 20 ounces during right. my sport. So I actually lost more weight. Yeah. Right. And so our bodies are about 60 to 70% water. Mm-hmm. And so we really have to pay attention to how much we're losing in addition and replace that. Absolutely. In addition to what, um, what we think right. we need. Right. right? So when Hydrate. you, when I'm thirsty, I'm already 2% You're dehydrated. You're already behind. That's exactly. Right. And mm-hmm. athletes that, um, have where their sweat is a little bit more salty or mm. they can feel granular mm-hmm. granularity yeah, on their yeah, on yeah. their skin or they get a white line in their baseball caps or a white line in their mm. shirts or okay. under their shirts when they're done with their sport they I call them salters wow. you lose more salt than the average bear when you're working out so you're at a more risk an increased right. risk of heat exhaustion or heat stroke because you lose more water. Mm -hmm. So you really can fine tune your performance because everyone knows when you get tired, when you're dehydrated, you get tired. Right. And you just can't function as well. And the headaches. Yes. And so, and and we all know it can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. Many athletes have died from, from heat Heat stroke and heat exhaustion. And and you have to know the signs, but you live in Florida. So it's very important athletes that you hydrate. And so, how much does each athlete need? It actually depends on each person individually by, am I, do I, do I lose five pounds? Right. Do I lose two pounds right. in a practice? Awesome. And so, but in general, they, you know, they will say that an eight year old should have five or six cups of water mm-hmm. a day. And then you get down to 11 cups of water a day for an 18 year old. Mm-hmm. So you gauge that. But again, how much am I losing? Because I have to, after my sport, if I've lost 
a liter of fluid, I need to replace with a liter of fluid, and right. I need, I need to to use electrolytes, yes. fluids as, right. with that as well. Right. And if, what do you recommend? You know, that's tough because the a sugar, lot of you know the, they yeah yes, and I know we need salt to sugar yeah. to kind of keep it in our system, but a lot of these drinks have way too much sugar yes, and other chemicals sugar. that are mm-hmm. not good. That's so um, normally, I recommend something called E Light. E-Light. And it's E-Light, L-Y-T-E. Okay. And it is a concentrated, so the bottle is concentrated. Don't drink the bottle because it's concentrated and you would pour uh, a certain amount of capfuls into water, water. into okay. eight ounces of water. Okay. So read the instructions. Dilute, dilute, <laughs> dilute, right? So that is good yeah. because it doesn't have a lot of excess sugar. Okay. And it has the electrolytes that, that you, you need. need. Absolutely. Yes. Love it. So. Thank you for bringing up the yeah, hydration. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah. And then it, sit out. If you're hot or if it's 101 degrees or you start feeling hot, again, sit out. Don't keep pushing through. Exactly. You know? And the coaches, and hopefully, hopefully yeah. the coaches are looking at the heat index mm-hmm. and, whether humidity. It's, and the humidity, mm-hmm. whether it's safe to participate right. as well. That's and right. lightning as well. Lightning is oh, dangerous. Yeah. Uh, when you're with that's the sports. So you have to, that's part of safety is yeah. saying, coach, I'm too hot and or if the coach wants you to play and there's lightning, uh, I'm not playing. I don't think so. Yes. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm calling mama. Exactly. <laughs> so, or parents. Yes. Parents, parents should step it, in. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So give us some resources. Where can people reach you um, if they have any additional questions or they want to come to see you at your practice? And also maybe some parent and, and athlete information websites so that they can go and get more information. Yeah. So if you go on my website, athleticsportsmedicine.com, mm-hmm. I try to keep... It's called the Athletic Edge, so I'll put some information there to read to keep up with things. And you can email me at athleticsdoc at me.com, meaning you at Uh me.com. And so that's athletics with an S. And the phone number is 407-917-917. Awesome. And what are you doing now? I know you're working on a book. Yes, I'm trying to get this book finished. (laughs) Um, I've contributed to other chapters and other books. And I'm trying to do that. And I would like to do what you're doing and do a sports medicine podcast. I love and it. Just awesome. to get the information out. Yeah. So I love that's, it. Just that's so, what we're doing, right? Right. Trying to educate, educate, so you can prevent, prevent, be healthier, happier. Exactly. All that good stuff. And we aren't going to heal anyone. You right. have to heal yourself. You that's choose, right. you choose you what you do and what you put in your mouth and what you do I with your body. It. And so yeah. we want to enable you as a, an athlete to take care of yourself and understand right. your body and prevent, help you prevent injury and it. perform at your best. That's right. Well, thank you so much for coming on this episode with me. Wonderful, very informative, wonderful tips. Guys, you should be happy and you should be healthy rather and injury free after listening to this. Pay attention, do what she's recommended. Very good information. And thank you so much for listening as usual. Thank you, Dr. Williams, for, thank you for coming to get around with me. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something today to promote health and well being in children. Let me know by subscribing to the podcast on drcandacemd.com and iTunes or SoundCloud. Feel free to leave me comments and questions. You never know, they may be on the show. Also, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you would like for me to be involved with your kid-related event or be a health expert on air or in print, 
please feel free to contact me at info at Thanks for listening. We'll kid around soon.